This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. After the mayhem of the midweek continental card, we're back with domestic duties across three European leagues. The best plays from the shrewdest betters, and it matters. This is the only tips to show with real jeopardy. Only the most profitable handicapper stays on. This is week 12 of the Head to Head Challenge. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. Facing off this week, defending champion and French football journalist James Easton and the challenger, Italian soccer expert, Daniele Fissichella. Steve, a Franco-Italian face-off today. Two leagues that have been booking the trends a little bit this season, both producing fewer goals than last campaign, just about on average. We've been talking about overs an awful lot, certainly when it comes to the Bundesliga, but maybe for Serie A and Liga, it's not a thing. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting one, Dan, because I've said this a few times this year, that last, year, last season I was betting a lot of the overs in France and both teams to score. The lines have stayed the same, but the goals have come down. So that I've said for a while, there's been value on unders in France. That's why I've not been personally getting involved as much in Liga this season. Um, in terms of Syria, I suspect it's kind of a regression to the norm. I mean, typically Syria, you pick your spots for goals, don't you, down the years, and you pick your spots for unders. So, you know, I wasn't actually fully aware that it was such a high-scoring league last season. But um, good day to you all, by the way. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a high-scoring league. It's just that the average is down. Uh, this season, but traditionally, we always sort of look at Sierra and think it should be an unders league. But uh, we will see if Danielli has got any unders plays for us over the course of the show. This is the head to head challenge, of course. James, you are the defending champion, so you get the honour. And obviously, we're going to kick off with a French top flight fixture. This is Saturday, 3 pm Eastern. It's Le Havre against Monaco. Uh, Monaco, the favourites at minus 137 or thereabouts. Le Havre plus 360. Uh, James, you like Monaco on the Asian line here? Yes, I do, Dan. I'm backing Monaco here to win away at Le Havre. Um, as you say, they're quite a short price just to win the game. So I'm looking for slightly bigger odds here and I'm backing Monaco minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap, which is available at minus 109. So you'll still make a profit here if they just win the game by a single goal and you'll make a bigger profit if they go on and win the game by two goals or more. And yeah, on the show, we, we've done a lot of stats-based picks this season. I think across all the tipsters, it makes a lot of sense, I think, to do that. This isn't really one of those, Dan. I think um, the stats on Monaco that matter are simply that they're doing very well in terms of points total. They're above Le Havre in the table. And I think the way that they've played this season is a factor this weekend because what we've seen from Monaco is a very attacking approach. They've got lots of goals in this side. They've got a lot of attackers vying for positions and they have had injuries in defence. So we don't yet know if this stylistic approach from Monaco is 
choice or whether it's circumstance because so many uh, defenders have been out. But what we do know is that I think Monaco will go for it this weekend. I personally think that when they've done that this season, they've been more effective. So I think they should get the job done here against a La Havre side who are in pretty good shape in terms of points on the board. I personally don't think they've played as well as their points total will suggest. I think it's going to be a full house at home for Le Havre this weekend. I think if that encourages Le Havre to attack, they could be in trouble because that will suit Monaco. So I think everything about this game really suits the way that Monaco will want to play it. Um, and as I say, they just need to win the game for this to be a profitable bet. I can't really see why they wouldn't win it. At the moment, their team news is pretty good. Um, they played pretty well last weekend. They beat Brest 2-0, having lost the week before. So they bounced back well. And they haven't got any European football. And I do think that's a factor because at the moment, Monaco have got clear weeks between their league games, which means they go into it really fresh and really focused because they've got nothing else to get in the way. So I'm happy to back them here. And as I say, with the Asian handicap, you just get a slightly better price of minus 109. I mean, Steve, Adi Hood has suggested that he's not going to change his style of play. I think regardless, that's how he wants to set up his team. Uh, this looks a, a solid selection for me. How do you see it? Well, La Havre are not a very good team. Um, they're seventh in the league, but as far as I'm concerned, they're one of the worst, probably four sides in, in Liga. I mean, I, I was tearing my hair last week how I lost that Toulouse pick. Toulouse were comfortably better than Lav, And then they were hit on a sucker punch by two late goals. And James says it's not really a stats-based pick, but I can give you a very good stat here on expected goals against. La Havre um, of the third worst XGA in the league, and they're the, the biggest overachieving side uh, defensively. They should have conceded nearly six more goals than they should have, according to the metrics. This The same thing happened last season, by the way, in League 2. They, they massively overachieved at the back, and it can't be fluke now. I think you're looking at a goalkeeper, Arthur Desma, has had a very strong campaign. He's probably maybe the key player, and the defence just finds a way to somehow keep the goals out. But this should be come to a win for Monaco. I, I really think there's a big golfing class between the two teams. Just very quickly, minus 250 for a top four finish. Incredibly sure, but some people like to play those sort of prices. James, Steve, are they, are they nailed on to be top four? Uh, good question. I wouldn't say nailed on, Dan, but yeah, they've got a good chance. I mean, I wouldn't back them at those odds. Uh, yeah, PSG are obviously going to be top four, almost certainly going to win it. I think Monaco, the position they're in now, if they don't finish top four, then that would be some sort of collapse, right? Because they're in position to do it. I think those odds are a little bit short for me personally. Uh, Steve, Steve, do does the fourth place team get Champions League next season? Obviously, the Champions League changes, doesn't it? I, I don't know if that's a carrot in Liga. Do we know yet, or is it, think is it, it still mm, TBC? It's T, I, I think it's TBC. I think, is, well, I, we know they're locked in this battle with uh, the uh, Netherlands uh, in terms of the UEFA coefficient rankings because France actually, at the moment, have fallen to sixth best league in Europe. Now, that is a movable feast as we go through these rounds. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I think, on whether they keep that third, that, that fourth place next season. I, I'm not sure if I like the minus 250 on Monaco. I'm not saying they're not going to finish in the top four, but there's, I mean, PSG are a lock. Nice are going very well this season. There's several other sides like your Rams and your Lille's of this world. And then three sort of um, wild cards like your Marseille, Lons and Rennes, who at some point will come good. Yeah. So if Monaco did have a bad run, that minus 250 is not looking too great for you. 
Speaking of uh, Champions League, sort of, uh, Milan, we can talk about next. Uh, Daniele's first pick here. This is a Saturday 9am Eastern game. Lecce against Milan. Lecce at home, plus 370. Here, Milan is short, uh, minus 132. Always need to get a little bit creative if you're tipping up the Rossinelli. And just on Daniele, Milan in midweek, they needed a goal. They needed a win, <laughs> didn't they, in the Champions League? And I watched a bit of the game and you could sense there's real determination and a lot of pressure lifted off the squad. I don't know if it's still on Pioli. How did you see that game in midweek first off? Well, it was a massive win and it was a team win and that's what Milan needed. And they showed that the players are still with the manager, no matter if Pioli is um, he's under pressure. They even took his famous song out of the stadium. You know, Pioli is on fire. They don't play it anymore. How mean is that? But it was enough just to mention the name of Ibrahimovic returning and being part of the Milan board. Out of a sudden, the Milan players spark into life. I mean, it's a joke, but they needed a big performance and they did it and it was Rafael Leao, the top player who did it. But everyone was really, really in top form. Credit to Pioli also for changing the formation, putting Lotus Chick closer to Giroud and to Leao. And he was really affecting the Englishman. And yeah, they deserved uh, the win, absolutely. Uh, Lecce, they face on Saturday without a win in seven after a really promising start. So obviously Milan are the favourites here, but they are short just to win it. How do we go about tackling this? What's the play? I'm going to go a bit creative here. I'm going to go for Milan or Thai. So Milan not to lose the game at the Via del Mare. And Lecce to get the most cards between uh, the two sides. So it cannot be a tie on cards. Lecce needs to get the most cards. And that's minus 103. Well, first of all, we have to say that Milan have bounced back. They showed, of course, they are uh, all together. But it's easy in a way to motivate yourself on a Tuesday night against PSG. They need to do it against the small teams. And that's where they failed in 2023. People ask you, why don't you back them fully? Well, if you look at the numbers of Milan in the solar year, in the calendar year, it's not been great. Only won 20 out of 46 games, lost 14, so basically is one in three, only kept 17 clean sheets. So really, they have stuttered against top oppositions at times, but also against the Udinese of this world, which they lost quite incredibly uh, since uh, last weekend. However, Lecce is not yet panic station for them, but two points only in the last six games. They deserve to lose against Roma, regardless of how the game ended with a dramatic last-minute win for Lukaku, but they were the worst uh, side. They conceded the first goal, Lecce, in eight out of 11 occasions, a very good at bouncing back, winning points back. But if you look on expected points, so based on expected goals against them for, they will be third from bottom. They're missing a key player as well in Alquist being injured. Why the yellow cards? Why the cards game? Well, Lecce are top in Serie A for cards. 31 yellows, two reds. By the way, it's already a third of what they got in the entire season a year ago, and we are not a third of the season in. Is a team that spends a lot of time defending, plays on the counter-attack. You know, regardless of how the game goes, even if they take the lead, Lecce, they might even make even more fouls to try and stop Milan getting mm. back to it. If they go behind, they will be frustrated. So for me, Le- Milan doesn't lose this one, but Lecce gets the most cards between the, the two teams and is minus 103. Steve Daniele getting creative with his first pick of the show. Yes, um, he's absolutely right about Lecce. Uh, massively overachieving, a bit like La Havre I've just mentioned there. Yes. They are um, expected goals against. They should be conceding way more. There's no way they can keep that up. Um, They've had the most expected uh, points over achievement. I think you could be looking at them to get relegated 
in the outright market. Now, I know Danielli tipped them to um, to be relegated at the start of the season, but they are plus 600 to go down. That could be a good uh, price, I think. They, they look like they're trending downwards. The terms of the, the cards, I've got a really interesting point. I was watching the Milan game in midweek, and I was on the Milan cards in that fixture after their Paris debacle. And they, ha- they only had five fouls. I couldn't believe what I was watching, yeah. Dan. No but fouls no in the idea. first half. No fouls. What the hell? I've never seen them play such a they clean game. I, so what? Well. Explain that one, Daniel. I have no idea. Was, they controlled it so well. They were they focused. Were, well, they focused. They were well put on the pitch. You know, in, at the game at the Parc yeah. de France, Ciao was uh, booked after four minutes for a foul on Mbappé. And so far, Milan have been a little bit ill-disciplined. They got three red cards in Serie A. Ciao sent off in the derby as well against, against um, sorry, no, Tomori against Roma, Ciao against Juventus. So, they, they were more focused and better better position in the pitch. That's how you explain it. That's, they've turned it around recently because they yeah, were at the absolutely. top of the yeah, card yeah. table yeah. a few games ago. So I've, yeah. I think that really bodes well for this bet that they, they're obviously, they need results. And when you need results, you actually, you do focus more. You don't make stupid challenges, do you? So I think it's it, based on that. Let's share, I mean, cards get dished out to them like confetti. So it's it's looking quite good, really, is, is this bet for, for those uh, two margins. First two picks of the challenge in. Let's uh, take in some bigger priced selections here. Uh, unofficial, of course, we like to highlight some big plus money plays across the European leagues every single week. We've got one from each of our handicappers this week. Steve, you are first up uh, with uh, the biggest priced hot dog we have had all season. Yeah, I'm going in uh, rounds against PSG. And I'm going to be taking rounds to win. It's now plus 400 wow. with Bet Rivers at the time of recording. Straight on the nose with Rams. And um, the, I'm a little bit concerned. The last time that PSG lost in Europe, they did have a good uh, comeback against uh, Rennes. Uh, but the difference is Rams have been preparing all week for them. They've got a great manager in Will Still, who I know will, will definitely prepare an excellent game plan. He did twice last season. He got two draws against Rams. And he's going to be bang up for it. There was a really interesting article I read this week about how last season he prepared the team for dodgy refereeing calls against uh, PSG, just kind of preparing them for the worst. And um, it's a funny place. M- you maybe know, Arteta, for... Arteta, Arteta could take a couple less. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Will still, he's a, he's, a, he's a great coach. And. Um, this is this is not a great venue for PSG down the years. I'm not saying Rams is a tough place to go, but for PSG, they've always struggled in this particular match. They've not actually covered their Asian handicap in any of the last six visits to this venue. And it's because the Rams fans really get behind them. In, when, it, when the stadium's full, it's a, it, is, it is quite a tough venue then. Um, and PSG, they, they've not been fully convincing to me this season. They either come here and just put on a show and, and kind of prove doubters wrong, or I think they could be a bit um, licking their wounds, a bit feeling sorry for themselves against a very committed and motivated Rams. The most important thing you've got to remember here is that the home, time, see, home team will believe they can win. Will still is that sort of manager. He instills belief, no pun intended. Um, they're not just going to lie down and have their tummies tickled. So I think for those who prefer to play it safe, you could look at the Asian handicap, which is like plus one. But we're in the business to try and get some big winners on this show. So at plus 400, on, straight on the nose. They've already lost a game this season um, at PSG. I think it's time for another defeat. 
and Rans can produce the shocker for me at plus 400. Yes, when Steve uh, sent his selections late last night, they were plus 430, so there was, there's a little bit of movement already. Uh, James, you're playing in the same uh, match. Your hot dog uh, cashed last week. Similar theme this time around. You're looking at a player shot on target here, and it's in uh, that Rans PSG game. Yes, so my pick here, Dan, is on Amir Richardson, who is a Rance midfielder, to have over 0.5 shots on target at plus 195. He's a player that people probably won't know that much about. He's in his first season in League One. He's a young midfielder. I think when everybody's fit and available at, at Rance, he might not be a starter, actually. But we do know there's at least one and maybe two midfielders who are probably ahead of him in the pecking order who will be out this weekend for Rance. So he should be starting and he's done really well this season. Um, he's a very versatile midfielder. He can sort of play as the holding midfielder, central midfielder, even as a number 10 if he needs to. I think he's best as a number eight, one of those central midfield roles. I think that's why he'll play if he starts. And he's got forward for me when I've seen this season very well indeed. So I actually think the odds here, uh, Dan, plus 195, doesn't actually reflect how he will play if he starts. I think it's partly priced upon him you know, being a fringe player, but I think he's going to start. And of course, if he doesn't start and you've backed him, then the bet should be voided anyway. You don't, you don't lose anything, we think. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was pretty good odds on him. Amir Richardson, player to look out for. He should start. Rance will obviously, I think, take a pretty defensive approach here. But if there is a guy who's going to be willing to get forward from midfield, I think it could be Richardson. So I'd look out for him. And I think plus 195, I think if he's a starter, you'll get a decent run for your money there. I can't remember who you put up last week, James, but I noticed that I think he got a, an assist very early on in the game. And I thought, crikey, this is going to be a really great bet that, that didn't cash. But in the end, he yeah. was excellent. Who was the player last week? Yeah, Hisham Badawi at, uh, at Nice. Yeah. And, you know, we try to avoid the Friday night European games, don't we, on this show to give people a yeah. bit more time. I do have a second hot dog, if anyone wants to say. Go double, on, then. A double hot dog. Kefren Touram, also for Nice this weekend, plus 170, plus 175 to have over half a shot on target. Richardson's my hot dog, but if you want a second one, Kefren Turm for Nice. A little bit of relish there on the early game of the weekend. Um, 2.45 Saturday for Daniele's hot dog. I've got to say, this is my favourite of the three, only because I, I dug down and, and did one or two of the stats for it. But Daniele, talk us through your hot dog here. Monza Torino, mid-table clash. I'm going to go for Torino, the visitors to win a plus 220. Now, Torino won two consecutive games in Serie A. The last time they won three, it was September 2019 with Walter Mazzarri on the bench. So you might be a little bit cautious. And Monza are unbeaten in seven out of the last eight. Only defeat came in stoppage time against Roma. So why I'm going for Torino? Because the price is very good for a team that since March last year has the second best away record behind Inter. They won seven out of 11 away games and they kept seven away clean sheets. For me, they're more suited to play on the counter, away from home, but also against a side like Monza. They like to take the chances. It's an attacking side. You know, Monza in 49 Serie A games, only one nil-nil. Normally they score. They still concede quite a lot. If you look at expected goals against, they are 15-77 instead of the 10 they conceded. Di Gregorio, the goalkeeper, has been outstanding so far, has made 41 saves, second only to the Frosinone goalkeepers. And Torino going to go there with two strikers, Zapata, who's back, 
fit after a bit of an injury and Sanabria last year goal scorer 14 goals scored on Monday against Sassuolo after a long time I think uh, this is going to be this is going to be entertaining and Torino might nick it they already won two away games so far this season I think it's a good price plus 222 get the three points from Monza yeah, really good uh, selection, this one. Over 50% return on investment if you're back Torino in all their games in Serie A last season and you're showing a profit this term as well. Plus 220 to win at Monza. Let's get back to the challenge. Two more picks for you. One from James, one from Daniele to come. James, first up, uh, the bottom two in Liga going head-to-head. Sorry, two of the bottom four going head-to-head in Liga. James, you've got Clermont plus 102, Lorient plus 265 here. The draw plus 255. It's an Asian line, again, that has perked your interest, James. Yeah, I'm backing uh, Lorient here down the away side. So Lorient plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap away at Claremont at plus 104. I don't know at all why Claremont are such short favourites here. You just said the price on a, on a Claremont one is plus 102. If you just look at the league table, Claremont have won one out of 10 games so far this season. They've lost six. So, you know, for me, if you're going to be that short at home, there's, there's got to be a good reason when you're struggling in terms of win-lose-draw uh, to the degree that Claremont are. I, I just can't see it. I just cannot see why Claremont should be, should be so short. So, you, you know, you look at that record, just one win in 10, three draws and, and six defeats, and you think, okay, well, well, maybe they've got all of their points at home then. Maybe they're a really, really good home side, and that's why they're such clear favourites here. No, that's not the case. They've they've actually lost four out of their five home games, and they've drawn the other one. So there's no reason for me why Claremont should be as short as they are to win this weekend. And that leads me to simply, almost by default, um, support Lorion. So I should say, this isn't a particularly big vote of confidence in Lorient. I don't think they've played especially well this season, but I don't think they're as, uh, as big an underdog as the market would suggest. You know, they they do have a slightly better points per game tally than Claremont at the moment. You know, and I think there's a bit more talent and a bit more ability to win the game, actually, in the Lorient side. There's a couple of attacking players in the Lorient squad who, you know, Claremont would jump at the chance to have them in their team. So I think on the day, think Lorient have got a decent chance of maybe nicking the win, you know, but they're not playing well enough for me to, to want to back them. So, yeah, when I looked at the price, I thought the Asian line here for me should be at zero. I think it's pretty much a 50-50 game between the two sides. So that chance to just have Lorient on your side here and the draw at plus 104, uh, for me, was too good an opportunity to miss. So that was my thinking, really. It's it's more a vote of confidence against Claremont than it is a vote of confidence in Lorient. But I do think the price on this game is wrong. Steve, Claremont way too short at just a shade over even money. Do you concur there? I think this will be a draw. I don't rate either team at all. Lorient are probably the one side that me and James will disagree on. Um, I think they're awful. Uh, I, James doesn't think you're that great either but um i'm not i just think laurie aren't they, they they really keep riding their look too much they've got one of the lowest xgs in the league this could be nil nil actually i mean both goalkeepers are probably the best players so um there might not many be many goals at both ends of the field i do agree i think the price is wrong i think Clermont should be about plus 130 here so i can't argue against the value in terms of um you getting an edge he's getting a half cash at that plus money if it's a draw so, um, yeah, I, I do agree with that. They've not got a massive home advantage anyway, really, Clermont. So, uh, 
yeah, in terms of raw value, it's difficult to, to argue against it. Um, Lorient are a side I'm definitely looking at to be betting against over the next few weeks and months because I think they, uh, apart from the keeper, I, I just think they really struggle to create a lot of big chances. A draw, of course, with that plus quarter ball Asian play on Lorient would, of course, get you the cash at plus 104. Um, final pick from Daniele here. We go to Rome and the uh, Derby della Capitale. Plenty of uh, insults being thrown around here, uh, Daniele, uh, mainly that <laughs> I've seen from, from, from uh, the Lazio side of things. I guess that's because Roma play in Europe tonight. Well, so also we, Mourinho we... replied yesterday. <laughs> we, and, and he's in Prague, from Prague, he just let Sarri know. Because pra- what Mauricio Sarri said is that, well, Roma um, are not going to be uh, less more tired than us, even if we play 48 hours before, because Roma go to Prague to play a friendly against Sparta Prague. <laughs> They're already qualified. So, yeah, they can't complain. And Mourinho said, well, there are no friendlies, but first of all, and I do respect my opponent because I won 29 titles be- more than him. So, you know, <laughs> Just, just the normal, normal stuff. Lazio a plus 175, Roma a plus 163. This is Sunday midday uh, for players uh, in the United States here. So, yeah, no love lost, as we know. Um, so talk us through the play here. Inevitably, it's it's going to feature cards. I knew it would do, Daniele. Talk us through this one. Yes, I mean, again, it's a, it's a combination of two bets. It's both to score and over 4.5 cards, which brings the total to plus 107. Well, the cards, it's an obvious one. I think it's going to be tense. It's going to be... There is a lot of stake. It's basically a six-pointers because I don't think both of them will qualify for Champions League football. Probably only one of them, perhaps none of them. And that, obviously, that's, that is the game that could decide their fate. So I think there's going to be a lot of stake. I mean, you already can see how the the, the environment is. Obviously, you have to account also managers' cards count. And, you know, Mourinho's been sent off already a couple of times. Sarri's been booked a couple of times. So, yes, there is, there is that to take into account. But when it comes to the game itself, why both to score? I think because Lazio... This season have been underperforming. They have struggled to create. They're only 13 in Serie A for shots. They don't score many goals. They got the 11th expected goals in Serie A below Udinese and Cagliari, but still have brilliant players like Luis Alberto, Immobile, Zaccagni, when on his day, they can produce something. I mean, against Fenerbahce, they only won with one shot on target. Having lost Milinkovic-Savic, it's probably proved more costly than what they expected. But this is the same side that scored three against against Napoli not too long ago. They're not very solid at the back either, Lazio. So in the nine games against top opposition, so I'm looking at Serie A, Elite, and the three games in the Champions League, they only kept two clean sheets against Fiorentina and Feyenoord and conceded on average three 13.4 shots per game. So they do concede quite a lot and struggle to create. On the other hand, Roma's numbers in defense, they're not great. Only three clean sheets. Average more than one goal against per game. The clean clean sheets were against Empoli, Monza and Frosinone. Uh, There's a bit of bad luck there because Chris Molling has only played three games so far this season. The goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, is underperforming. If you look at uh, post-shot expected goals, it's below average. But Roma got more goals in them. Already when you put together Lukaku and Dybala, the things change completely. I mean, Dybala returned against Lecce, Roma, were a completely different side from the one that barely laid a glove against Inter. And Lukaku, on his own, has scored one goal less than Lazio three 
top goal scorer so far. It's nine against ten, but if he scores tonight in Prague, in the friendly or whatever, that makes it ten. Um, so yeah, I mean, both to score. The last two derbies have finished both one nil. I don't think it's gonna be another one nil win. Both to score and over four point five cards plus one oh seven. Yeah, cards inevitable, I think, here, Stephen. Both teams to score. Kicks it to plus money. Your thoughts on the Rome derby? Well, it's actually plus 128 now, this bet at the time of recording. Really? Um, Danielli will do his nut if his, uh, both teams score and the cards don't come in because both teams to score on its own would probably be a pretty decent bet. You know, I was looking at the stats for this game and then I was thinking, do you know what? Should I even bother? Because you throw, I think you've got to throw the form book out the window, maybe the stats out the window for a match hang, like hang on, Hang on a minute. You go... <laughs> You can't have oh, a form book. Oh. <laughs> that, that's a yellow for form book out the window. For a <laughs> right. That's a new one, Dan. That's a new one, Dan. Um, Tough place to go and form book out the window for a derby. I mean, to, to be fair, yeah. you know, you, you could have had two yellow. You're lucky still to be on the pitch, Steve. Anyway, <laughs> Good job I can talk around the referee. Um, but... Uh, well, the thing is, though, do you do some, with derby games, are you sometimes better off to go with gut feel and just... I mean, look, if you look at, like, Lazio, both teams to score, no. It's happened a lot recently. Um, and historically, this this is quite a tight fixture with both teams to score, no, as well. But I think sometimes you just got to look at the instance in the moment. And Daniel is right. Both teams defensively have looked dodgy at times. So... I think the cards is a, is a given, isn't it? Really, they shouldn't. They should be at least five for whatever reason or other. And um, if we get the open game, then this this looks a, a very value, very much a value pick. So uh, I think with this instance, you've got to go with the expert. He knows this fixture better than anyone else on this show. So um, let's hope it's a good one. That's Lazio Roma, which is Sunday twelve Eastern. Steve, we've got your best bets here, both in Germany. Um, you're both looking for goal. You're, you're looking for goals in both of your plays here. The average goal per game is now 3.64. Um, six of the nine went over two and a half last mm. week. If you level stakes all of those nine, you would have lost money. I mean, the, we've talked about it a lot, Steve. The goal line is getting higher. The odds are getting shorter. Is there still some value in playing the goals in Germany here? Well, I've got two two picks, and they're both over picks, which won't surprise anyone. Uh, Augsburg against Hoffenheim over three point two five goals, and then uh, Darmstadt against Mainz over two point seven five. So we'll start with the Augsburg game, and I mean, I really felt for for Will White last week. I have no idea how the um, Augsburg uh, this one that stayed match. under this was stayed how? under, isn't it? I one? mean, if you look at the stats, you look at the game flow. It was unbelievable how it ended one all. I think it was one all at half time as well. So um, it was just one of them freak games. It could have ended three all. So we know. I mean, Will made a good point on the on the last show that they've changed their manager, Jens Thorup, now in charge. He's known for being very offensive. Augsburg, eight out of their ten fixtures over two and a half anyway. Hoffenheim, nine out of their ten. Both teams average four point one goals per game in terms of overall match metrics. So how can you not look at the goals? It's just an obvious one. But I've watched both teams play. They're so offensive-minded, Dan. Over 3.25 goals is close to the even money mark. You know, half loss if there's three exactly. I mean, it's going to have to be a lot of missed chances and stuff again for that, for that not to cash. The second over that I'm on is, is a little bit more dangerous. Mainz are going to Darmstadt. Now, Mainz have changed their manager as well recently. They've got the former Huddersfield town boss. Um, I forget what his damn name is now. Uh, yeah, Jan Sievert. Anyone remember him at Huddersfield? Yes, very briefly. Yeah, I don't think he won a game there. I don't think he won a game there. 
Uh, replaces Bo Svensson. Now, Siva has probably picked up more points in one game for Mainz than he did at Huddersfield. He beat Leipzig last week 2-0, and he shut Leipzig out. Leipzig had a 0.5 XG. What did he do differently? He changed formations, 3-4-3 variation of a 5-4-1. Is he going to do the same against Darmstadt? I'd be surprised, because Darmstadt are, are bad. You know, they might be the worst team in Bundesliga, really. Um, they can see goals left, right and centre. They've got suspensions galore. They may as well start a match with 10 men, the amount of red cards they're getting right now. Um, and I think both teams will really fancy the win. We'll go for it. I mean, Mainz are not going to come here and play for a point. Darmstadt will, will go for it. So an over 2.75 goal line in the Bundesliga is really low. Considering the amount of goals we've seen, um, you know, this line should be at least three or maybe 3.25. So whilst we've still got that smidgen of those lines down, I will go the over. A little bit more dangerous because of that new manager syndrome. They've just kept a clean sheet against Leipzig. You know, will lightning strike twice? Maybe it will. So I will, you know, urge on the side of caution a little bit. I prefer the over, other over a lot better, but the line's just too low for this league. The Ovis Bundesliga bandwagon rolls on with those games at Augsburg and at Darmstadt with over three and a quarter goals at plus 110 and over 2.75 goals at minus 108. Both 9.30 Eastern Saturday, incidentally, traditional kickoff time in Germany at 3.30, uh, 2.30 in the UK. Uh, we've got some leans as well that we're going to rattle through for you here. This is one from James and we go back to the the Rams Paris Saint-Germain game. James, what's your lean here in this one? Yes, we've talked all about the overs in Germany. I'm going unders here, Dan. Under three goals is minus 105 on this match. A lot of this is down to a man that Steve's already mentioned, Will Still, the Rams manager. Um, as Steve said, he would have spent all week trying to get his game plan right for this game. And if you've watched Rance recently, their game plan has actually been pretty defensive. Um, they've switched to a back three recently, which has been enforced by injuries more than anything else. I still don't think it's his preferred formation, but it is working. And Rance have won their last two matches to nil. They've won them both 1-0. So I'm expecting Rance's approach this weekend to be defensive. I think they'll make life much harder for PSG, actually, than a lot of sides do in League One because Will still is very good tactically and he'll be prepared to work really, really hard to get it right for this specific game rather than just playing his normal way. So I think they'll make it very, very tough. And I, I don't think that will make it an open match. I think he will try and keep it quite tight. And I think we won't see that many goals. So really, this pick you might end up getting your stakes back. There could be three goals in the game, but I can't really see there being four, actually. I don't think it will be that open, and that's what led me to this pick. So under three goals, if Rants play it the way we think they will, it should be a pretty good bet. It's at minus 105. And James, can you see Rance winning it? Steve's putting it up as a hot dog. Do you think that's a fair play at plus 400? Yeah, I do. I think that's a great shout. I think Rance are yeah, one of the sides who can beat PSG at home. You see some sides, Dan, who are massive underdogs when they play PSG. They don't quite write it off, but I think their approach is, well, if everybody on our team plays really well, maybe we'll win. You know, nothing more sophisticated than that. I think Rance will be really gunning for this and thinking we can win this game if we do everything right. I think we'll still have spent all week trying to make sure they do do everything right. So, yeah. I think certainly a very, very good chance of getting at least a point here. And yeah, those odds on winning, I wouldn't talk anybody out of that at all. To Turin, 12 Saturday, Juventus, Cagliari. Uh, Juventus are getting the job done, Daniele, uh, but it's not pretty to watch. I mean, we talked about this for the last year or two. Seems to be 
getting more criticism, Allegri here, but as long as you're winning, it doesn't really matter. And that sort of makes the basis of your play when they take on Cagliari this weekend. I'm going to go for a Juve win and under 3.5 goals, which is minus 103. It could well be a Juve win to nil. Juventus have kept six consecutive clean sheets, eight in total. Very similar pattern to last year when between November and January they kept eight. Then they travelled to the Maradona against Napoli, lost 5-1. I'm not suggesting that they're going to lose the next game against Inter 5-1, but the approach is absolutely the same. But in a way, it is justifiable. When you lack so much quality in your midfield, and Allegri lacks the likes of Fagioli. Pogba is going to be without Rabio for this one. Obviously, you're going to go back to the basics and make it difficult, compact. The goal they scored against Fiorentina the weekend was a beauty because in terms of a, of a counter-attack movement, he was so perfectly synchronized and finished by Miretti. But then they spent 89 minutes defending, but defending well. Fiorentina crossed the ball 43 times, excluding the corners. Never came close to score, to be fair. So credit for Juventus for doing it with some absentees, without the likes of Danilo, Alexandro, etc. Cagliari, on the other hand, for the first time they're outside of the relegation zone after winning uh, three games uh, in a row, including one Coppa Italia game. But Juventus had got such an excellent record against lower table sides, 18 wins without conceding since last year. You've got to back them for them to win, put pressure on Inter. There is an international break, and then there is Juventus-Inter. So, I mean, that's obviously a very, very important fixture. Juventus win, and under 3.5 goals for me. Minus one. Uh, Steve, you've got a couple of picks for us, or le- uh, leans for us, in uh, Germany as well. One Saturday, one uh, on Sunday. Talk us through you two. Well, for those, this is almost like a second hot dog, or a, certainly a lean on a hot dog, and it is um, our favourites on this show, Union Berlin. Away to by Leverkusen. I, I like them on the draw double chance at plus 285. And yeah, I didn't, I, they, they burnt me in midweek in the Champions League at, away at Napoli. Uh, again, as always with Union, you know, they, in terms of the metrics and the stats, they didn't deserve it. But I mean, on the field, they're, they're never going to dominate teams statistically, are they? They dig in and, and get points that sort of way. And they'll happily come here and fluke a draw, let Leverkusen shoot their lights out and just kind of sucker punch them. Leverkusen away to Karabag on Thursday night. It's Azerbaijan. It's a tough trip, even if they rest players. Messes with your schedule and everything. Union, I actually think Union have been targeting this game anyway. Drawn five of the last six against Leverkusen. Draw double chance at plus 285. I think it's a big price for those who want to get involved. The handicap on the Asians a massive line as well. Um, Leverkusen are playing well, but this is a, not a good matchup for them against a defensive team. And the second lean is Bayern Munich against Heidenheim. This could be massive win for Bayern, in my opinion. Heidenheim are possibly the worst defensive team in the Bundesliga, if you look at their metrics. Bayern minus three Asian handicap. Sounds big, but I think they, they win by at least three goals. You know, you can laugh at this, but if this if they ended double-digit win, it wouldn't actually shock me. I mean, Bayern could get 10 or 11. Um, they won't, likely, but um, if this ended 7 or 8 nil again, Dan... It wouldn't shock me. I mean, they just score for fun. Harry Kane's after another hat-trick. It's uh, very difficult to make a case for Heidenheim. And unlike, I think teams just come here and just hope that it doesn't go that badly wrong. I don't think they'll come here believing they can get anything. So, uh, Bayern Munich for me. Uh, minus three on the agent at uh, minus one one seven. You say that they might not score ten. Was it eight in one half the other week? Who was that against? The well, Cardinals? yeah, if, they're, if they want yeah. it, if they want it, Dan, yeah. um, it's there. Yeah, I wish I wish they wanted it in midweek against Galatasaray when they didn't cover the Asian handicap. But that is another story. Uh, reminder of the head-to-head picks then. James, your two selections for the challenge this week are? 
Yes, Monaco minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap away at La Havre at minus 109. And Lorient plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap away at Claremont at plus 104. Danielle, your two picks against James's selections. Lecce Milan, Milan or Thai, and Lecce to get the most cards at minus 103. And uh, Derby di Roma, Lazio Roma, both to score and over 4.5 cards plus 107. Steve, you went through all of the selections last week and none of us could work out exactly what would happen <laughs> if, if they all came good. Um, so I'm not quite sure if you got it right or wrong last week. Who, who did I did predict score? James's half winner. <laughs> yes, didn't I? Did uh, one of his yes, half winners. Did. I'm actually going to predict he has another half winner okay. in the Lorient match. And I think yeah. uh, Monaco will win and actually fully cover the handicap. I like the Lecce pick with... Uh, with Danielli, and everything is going to come down to that derby in Rome for, for this head-to-head, and uh, I have no idea whether it goes both teams to score, yes or no. So I'm sitting on the fence with that one, but that's the, that is the key pick. You know, it would have been really interesting if we had the hot dogs against each other, because I really like both of them from, from the gentlemen this week. Mm. We might have to put that in as a tiebreaker, I guess. It's not happened yet. I think it's going to be close. I think that game on... Uh... On Sunday in Rome is going to be the, the, the key point as well. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Steve, James, Danielli, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to everybody. We'll keep everyone, of course, updated over the course of the weekend. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. I'll be back alongside Steve in a fortnight's time. Of course, we've got the international break uh, coming up, as will one of James or Danielli. He'll be taking on Spanish football journalist Rory Barlow. Stay close to all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win. From all of us for now, though, it is goodbye.